Hello, beloved. As I move forward in life, I wanted to share this with you. You see, back some time ago, I was in jail. Not because of my own doing, but I paid the ultimate price for something that I did not realize I was responsible for. You see, I was involved in a 13-year relationship with someone who never really cared about my well-being or anything else. You see, 13 years after that, I was left with nothing. I was imprisoned. I was in jail for something that I did not do. However, that was God's moment of making me realize that I needed to turn to him. And in my frustration in reading the Bible in those days, 55 days in a jail cell, and I remember thinking, what is my purpose? Why am I here? I'm reading your word. And in my frustration, I remember throwing the Bible on my bed and thinking, is this a joke? Really? Why are you doing this? And suddenly I realized that God was telling me my purpose. And when I looked at my open Bible, which I threw in anger, God responded simply by saying this. In Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of that slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Hallelujah. That is Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. Now let's break that down for a moment. And I'm going to break this down in such a way that I want to include my life into it. Glory be to God. The first outpouring of the song is one long sentence in which the clauses of the following or follow one another like a sunlit ripple and tell the whole process of the psalmist's deliverance. It began with a patient waiting. It ended with a new song. The voice first raised in a cry, a shrill and yet submissive enough to be heard above is it at last tuned in a new form of uttering? The old praise, the two clauses of verse 1, I and he, set over against each other as separate by distance between heaven and earth. The psalmist and his God. Hallelujah. He does not begin with his troubles, but with his faith. Supplement and God have come closer together. In verse 2, which should not be regarded as beginning or a new sentence, as in, in, in Psalm 28, prayer begins, brings, I'm sorry, God down to help. His hand reaches to the man imprisoned in a pit or struggling in a swamp. He dragged out or set a rock and 
feels firm ground beneath his feet. Obviously, the whole representation is purely figurative, and it is hopelessly flat and prosaic to refer to Jehovah's experience. God's deliverance gives occasion for fresh praise. The psalmist has to add his voice to the great chorus, and in this sense of being but one of a multitude who have been blessed alike and therefore should bless alike occasion the significant interchange in verse 3 of my and our which needs no theory of the speaker being that the nation to explain it it is ever a joy to to the heart swelling with sense of God's mercies, to be aware of many who share the mercies and gratitude. The cry for deliverance is solo. The song of praise is choral. Hallelujah. I will tell you that this verse changed my life forever. And I hope and I pray that it brings a new song and a new praise into your life today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.